Hey lovers, welcome back to another episode. This is the first episode of the year and I took off I think two weeks, I don't know, it feels like way longer. I took some time off because I was feeling a little bit spent creatively and just kind of wanted to gather my thoughts, go over my list of topics. I usually have a list that I refer to when I'm running out of ideas or I'll just ask you guys what you want me to talk about. But a lot of times the way my creative process works is I'm, I could just be sitting here or driving or doing anything and an idea will just pop up. And in that moment, I have to write it down so I don't forget. Um, and I was gonna, I was kind of unsure if I was gonna do an episode this week or if I wanted to wait another week, but then I got an idea for an episode and then I also wanted to make sure I get an episode in at least this month so that we can kind of start fresh and be inspired together and share our intentions together for the year and although I know it may seem like things aren't really progressing um, to me this year or last year going into this year really feels like a tower moment, if I'm correct. I don't know uh, what I'm referring to is in um, the tarot cards, and I don't know if that's correct, but the tower represents um, old systems, old beliefs just crumbling, but it doesn't always have to be negative. It's in order to build something new, and there's a saying by Eckhart Tolle, um, I don't know word for word, but I know it's along the lines of sometimes things have to be cleared out to make room for more things, for new things, for things that are more aligned with who you are right now. And I truly feel that's what's been happening over the last year, two years maybe. Um, For me personally in my life, for the last three to five years, that's what's been happening. And so much has changed, and maybe that's just part of growing up and becoming an adult and having that moment of awakening and realizing who you really are, learning things about yourself, just experiencing life. So I wanted to start this episode, you know, instead of jumping right into um, talking about relationship stuff and all of that stuff getting heavy and deep into all of that stuff. I wanted to talk about my yearly intentions. Uh, We have a new moon happening tomorrow. So I am recording this on the 12th. So it's Tuesday. So tomorrow the 13th, we will have a um, new moon. It's the first new moon of the year. It's going to be really powerful. Um, This is a fun fact about me. I like to work with the lunar cycles to just work on inner healing, um, sometimes manifest things in my material world, things like that. Just kind of uh, focus on different themes in my life by using the moon cycles and, and where the moon is at any particular time. And um, this one feels really good to me. So I just wanted to share a little bit about the theme and give you some questions to ask yourself and help you get started with um, your intentions and creating intentions, creating 
your vision board. I did a couple posts on my Instagram about creating a vision board and that how that can help you achieve certain goals, no matter what they are, no matter in which area of your life they pertain to. Um, but for people like me who are visual, and um, I think that's a lot of us, you know, there's certain, there's, there's something about photos or visuals, any kind of visual that can create this emotional response, right? So that's where the idea of uh, vision boards come from. You know, you, you find photos or visuals that create this emotional response that's more positive, that's more aligned with your goals and what it is that you want to achieve. And, you know, the, the way that we create new neuro, neuropathways in the brain, the way we create new beliefs is through repetition and when that repetition is partnered up with certain feelings too, then you're creating new beliefs, you're creating a new perspective, a new outlook on life, and your subconscious is more likely to seek those things out. You're more likely to actually work towards achieving all those things that, that you have on your vision board or, or your intention list or whatever it may be. Um, and I think this is the moment where I kind of cracked the code a little bit in uh, law of attraction, because I feel for a while I was stuck um, kind of following what some quote-unquote gurus or experts on law of attraction would say. It's not about just visualizing. It's not about just scripting or wishing. It's about taking action. So that's one of my, that's my word for this year. I usually have a, a year, ugh. I usually, <laughs> I can usually speak. I usually have a word for the year, or a phrase, and this year it's action, um, so I'm really focusing on taking action and working towards achieving the things that I want to achieve, I feel like I've spent so much time saying, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to go here or there, I want to experience this or that, and I, I think I get caught up in just the visualization, um, typical air sign, keeping things up in the air, and having a hard time bringing it from that space into the material world. So I want to change that, and that's my intention. So that's my main intention for this year is to take action. And I've already started taking action by creating lists and plans, because without a plan of action, how else are you going to take the action, or how are you going to know what to do, what steps to take? So that's really important as well. And, um, so I have this book that a friend gifted to me, it's called Moonology and it's like a, a diary and in it are all the dates of the new and full moons and astrological events that are pretty significant. Um, and for this new moon, the new moon affirmation is my life is transforming and I'm reinventing myself. So I felt really, I felt like that really resonated with me and the changes that I, I want to make in my life this year. But not only this year, moving forward, um, you know, past this year. You don't have to limit yourself to just creating within a certain amount of time. You know, if you want to keep creating after that, go ahead. Uh, because the truth is we're always co-creating. We're always co-creating our reality, our experiences. Um, so then the question's that I have for you to kind of uh, maybe use them as journal prompts or just do a little bit of self-reflection um, 
based off of that affirmation of my life is transforming and I'm reinventing myself. What are you transforming? How are you reinventing yourself? And what could be holding you back from doing that? What has held you back before from stepping into this more um, authentic version of yourself, into this different version of yourself that you have visualized? Um, And oftentimes you'll find that the answer is stemmed in fear. Fear is what keeps us from making any kind of moves, from taking any action. So I just invite you to... um, do a little bit of self-reflection there and I'm just going to share a little bit of my desires, my intentions for this year. Um, I did, I shared on my Instagram as well, deep connections for sure. I did three posts um, about my desires, kissing, more fucking, more kissing while fucking. So I am seeking very deep connections, um, intimacy. I feel like In my poly journey, I have spent, I have had more casual hookups um, and less of those deeper, meaningful, more long-term connections. And I think at first, I wanted to experience all the different types of connections. And now that I have experienced quite a few I'm realizing and I'm narrowing down what it is that I would like to experience right now. And that is more intimacy, deeper connections uh, that are going to last longer. I'm also making some changes in career. I, like I said, I'm taking action. I'm going to continue creating because this is what I love to do. And lastly, I want to uh, work through some codependent patterns that have still remained present throughout my relationships. So that's what I want to work on. And I have actually been taking action on all of these things already uh, because I didn't wait until the first of the year. You know, I started thinking about what I wanted last year. I started thinking about what action I wanted to take last year. And, you know, just recently I've been putting everything down on paper and creating more of a plan, but I'm finding that as I'm taking that step, things are just kind of happening. It's almost like things are being divinely orchestrated to always work in my favor, Um, and all I have to do is just take those little steps to get to my my bigger goal, my bigger picture. Um, So that's all I have about that. Kind of a long intro, I know, but I just wanted to start with a little bit of an update and kind of give you some inspiration to help you get the year started on a more positive note and um, give you a little bit of a a prompt for some self-reflection. In today's episode, I want to talk about finding the ideal partner or partners um, and how chemistry and compatibility are two different things yet they play such a big role in how a relationship works. And knowing these things is what's going to help you create this ideal, quote-unquote, relationship or connection. It'll help you get clear on what your ideal partner, your ideal situation is. So 
I honestly lost count of how many episodes we're at. I think this is episode 12, but I really appreciate you listening. This is Polly in Real Life, a polyamory and sex podcast. this idea to do this topic um and this podcast episode for today after having a few conversations I had a conversation with a friend about compatibility and chemistry in relationships and how those play a role and then I was also having a, a conversation with my partner about um he was telling me about how he had a, a chat with Um, a friend who was getting back into dating after a long time of not dating and he just wasn't sure about you know how to go about it or what he was looking for or all of that stuff so that's kind of what I'm gonna talk about today is like finding your ideal partner your ideal relationship style and situation and it wouldn't be a poly in real life podcast if I didn't start off with a definition. I feel like every time I talk about something, I'm like, okay, well, let's get clear and let's define it first. <laughs> I need to have that structure, guys. And I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page with knowing exactly what it is we're talking about. So chemistry and compatibility are not the same thing. The definition for compatibility is a state in which two or more things are able to exist or occur together without problems or conflict. So the way that I am interpreting this is chemistry is the connection that you feel with someone, um, the feelings of excitement you get. Um, and I'm talking more relationship as far as like a romantic relationship right now. Um, So chemistry would be that, that connection that you feel, the attraction. Whereas compatibility is how are you guys going to work in a dynamic together? And that, I think, I think the chemistry part is the easy part because that can happen so naturally. Like chemistry, you can't force. The compatibility is where you start to run into some issues uh, because compatibility has has to deal with things like values, um, just things that are important to you, habits that people have, and, you know, whether they are good at communicating or not. Like, are these things things that you're willing to um, tolerate? because your chemistry is so strong, you really want to be with this person. Um, so basically, like, are, are your lifestyles compatible? Do they match? Do you feel like you can really create a dynamic with this person? With, I mean, I know the definition of compatibility says without problems or conflict, but let's be real in a relationship, that's just not true. No matter what, there's always going to be some kind of conflict, um, but you work through it, right? And uh, so it's up to you to decide whether or not your lifestyles are compatible, what, whether, like, 
how are you guys going to fit in each other's lives as a dynamic, as individuals, but also as a partnership? So it's really important that you get to know yourself. You get to know your own boundaries. You get to know your own beliefs, how you define certain terms, so that then you're able to make the decision when you do meet somebody you're then you you give yourself more power to make the decision of continuing on with someone in a, in a relationship or moving on um so this is a perfect example of like when we say sometimes love is not enough and i believe that to be so true like you could have such deep chemistry you could have such deep deep love for somebody but you're just not compatible. Your beliefs are not the same. Your lifestyles are not the same. Your values are not the same. There's certain habits that, you know, you just won't tolerate. Um, so there's a lot of different factors at play. But once you know and get clear about what your beliefs are, once you get clear about what you're willing to tolerate or not tolerate, what your boundaries are, then it's easier to make these decisions in pursuing people. And... I think it starts by breaking it down. And uh, one of the first things that I would suggest defining within yourself are all of these terms and labels that we have in our society to describe different relationship styles. And I think a lot of them are used interchangeably. Some people, like, they're very subjective terms. So one person might think it means something, then you think it means another, yet you're using the same term but both meaning different things. Does that make sense? And that's where miscommunication happens. That's where it becomes difficult to resolve conflict because you're not on the same page. So defining these things first can really help you have that conversation with someone and understand that when you say you want a relationship, it might not be the same as when somebody else says they want a relationship. And... I think this is super important. Um, so there's terms like relationship. What does a relationship look like to you? What do you mean? So if you, you know, there's people that say, I do want a relationship. I don't want a relationship. What, how do you define a relationship? So if you are in a relationship with someone, what does that look like? And you have to break it down like to the details um, what does communication look like to you in a relationship? Does this mean you're texting every day? Does this mean you have so many phone calls? Um, does this mean that you're not seeing other people? Does this mean um, that you're now sexually monogamous? So, so like there's so many things that could fall under relationship. So that the relationship just describes your dynamic, your idea of the dynamic, but then you have to break down all those little boundaries that will fall within the relationship. And this is a conversation that's very necessary for all parties involved. And that way you're on the same page. And then maybe you guys could even come up with your own terms or find terms that are like, you know what? Relationship actually doesn't resonate with me. I'm going to use a different word, like partnership. Um... So it's, it's really interesting, and I, I've learned how to do this because of entering a polyamorous um, arrangement. So it's really interesting. I, this wasn't something that I had considered before. And I think it's something that's just so overlooked because 
many people who date, you know, they have this image in mind of what they want their partner to be like, what they're looking for. I think many times people go into dating with a list of boxes to check and uh, all of this other important stuff gets overlooked. And then later on, you know, at first, yeah, when you when you're in that first phase of new relationship energy or when you're falling in love or when you're really feeling that chemistry, it feels great. But then at some point, all of these things are going to start to come up in your conflicts and it's going to be hard to resolve them if you don't have clear definitions. It also helps to understand where your partner or partners are coming from if you understand how they're defining things. So it it makes it for much better communication amongst everybody. Um, Another term that can be a little bit subjective and I I think should definitely be addressed is long-term or short-term. So there are some people that say, oh, you know, I'm not looking for something long-term. Well, how long is long-term? Does this mean that once we hit the like six months to a year mark, we can no longer, you know, interact with each other because that's considered long-term to you? Or is long-term... Does long-term mean three years? You know, it's my definition of long-term could be totally different from your definition. So I could say I want something long-term. That person can say they want something long-term. Here we think that we're on the same page and we're really not. So I hope you can see where there's a pattern here in how not knowing these things and not getting clear about them can create some conflict. Other terms used to describe relationships um, would be casual or serious. So some people might just say, oh, I'm looking for a casual relationship or I'm looking for a serious relationship or I'm not looking for anything serious. Like, what does that mean? Um, So I, I wrote these down because these to me seem to be the more common terms used, at least a lot of these terms I've seen on dating apps um, when people are describing what it is that they're looking for, what it is that they don't want. Um, but yeah, and I think I think this makes a really great segue for conversation, um, especially in dating apps, because this is something you can start with. Like, hey, let's talk about these things that you're looking for. What exactly do you mean by you don't want something long-term? Like, what does that look like to you? And the person might not even know. Um, so by asking these questions, you're getting really clear. Um, and again, just defining what are the boundaries in each of these arrangements. And this is so interesting to me because I look back at some of my previous connections, some of my relationships that didn't work out, and I'm like, this was the majority of the problem was that, you know, one person had a different definition of long-term I had a different definition of long-term or different definition of what serious means. And um, that caused some misalignments. And, but now I know. And uh, it took me a little bit to get here to where now I know these things and to where now I know my boundaries within these terms as well so that I can clearly communicate those. And it's also important, I think, to constantly check in Once you are already in an attachment, in a partnership or relationship, whatever you want to call it, it's important then to keep checking in. Like, hey, is this still okay? Do we need to adjust any boundaries? And I think this is how 
successful relationships last a long time. It's through communication. It sounds cliche, but I think when people advise you that communication is the key to a successful relationship, people take it as, oh, you have to talk. Well, yeah, but you got to be more specific than that. And um, yeah, that's what that's this is like huge for me to have learned this because I feel so much better. I feel much more empowered um, starting new relationships now that I know these things and I'm clear on them and I can get clarity from my partners by asking them these things as well. And then I can decide, you know what, I'm not going to pursue this anymore because we're just not compatible. Or I am going to pursue this because the chemistry is fire and we are compatible. So I feel very empowered in having this new newfound clarity. And like I said before, chemistry, I think, in my opinion, is the easy part. You know when you know, like right away. I Personally, that's been my experience. Like I always know, sometimes even before I meet the person, um, sometimes even through text, I know that there's not going to be any chemistry. Um, but when you know, you know if there's chemistry or not. And then after that, you can start working on the compatibility aspect by talking about your values, your lifestyle, also observing behaviors and um, things of that nature. And this part can take a little bit of time because it takes time for people to open up sometimes um, and to really start to show maybe their bad habits that that you haven't seen before or certain behaviors that you're not really tolerating um, or vice versa, like things that you do like. So sometimes it takes a little bit for people to open up and start to show themselves. Um, so patience is also key here, which is like, I feel like it's my life long lesson to learn. Like I was born with like negative a thousand percent patience and I'm just like slowly getting there. Um, but one example that I have, and this just came to me as I was I was watching The Bachelor while I was writing my notes, and I'm like, you know, this is why the majority of them don't stay together. Because one, they're in this setting, they're removed from the actual world. Um, do I believe the chemistry and the connections are real? Absolutely. I do think that, you know, you you can fall in love with someone quickly. I do believe that you can feel that connection and feel that chemistry, your brain's firing up. I did a whole episode about this on, you know, what's happening in the brain when we're falling in love, when we're attracted to somebody. I do think that's real. But um, what happens, I think, is that, you know, you're not living in, they're not living in this real world space where they get to see whether they'll be compatible or not like yes they have these conversations about their values and how they feel about family and you know many different things that are important for the contestants but it's not until they leave the the show the filming setup and they get into the real world and then they either live together or continue dating and then realize you know they're not compatible so that's probably my guess is that's the problem with um, these dating shows and why people don't stay together after because the compatibility is just not there. But during the filming process, you know, I think I'm not 100% sure, but I feel, I believe that I, I've heard um, 
it's like a six to eight week process, at least with the bachelor and the bachelorette. Um, so that's definitely not enough time, I, I don't think, to decide if you're compatible with someone or not. Well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. Um, I feel like once again, it's a shorter episode, but filled with a lot of very useful information. So something to um, consider going back to looping back around to the, the beginning of the episode is, you know, where in your life are you transforming or reinventing yourself? What could be holding you back? Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's something else. But get clear on that. I think that would help you um, get clear on your goals, especially around love, anything really. And lastly, uh, start to think about how you define these commonly used terms in the dating world, such as relationship, long-term, short-term, casual, serious, open, monogamous, whatever it may be. Uh, Get clear on that. Whether you're just starting to date again or you're already in a relationship, I think it's good to check in and make sure that everybody involved is on the same page. And I think that will create that ideal environment of flow, of less conflict, or if there is conflict, it'll create an environment in which it's not as challenging to resolve the conflict. Um, So yeah, that's all I have for you today. I'm really glad you're here listening to my episode. Um, If you're new, make sure to go back through, listen to some of my other ones. If you um, have been listening this whole time, thank you so much for your support. I still sometimes can't believe that I actually went through with this and I'm like putting myself out there like this, but I appreciate it and I do love talking about these things. So I'm really grateful to have this space to be able to create the content and share it and talk about it and get the feedback from you guys. You can find me on Instagram at the Polly Pocket and interact with me on there. If you have requests for episodes or posts, please let me know. Um, I'm always doing fun little polls and questions and things like that in my story, so make sure to look out for those and engage with me. Um, Everything else will be listed in the show notes, all my other links, other places you can find me, how else to get in touch with me. And this is it. First episode of the year down. I will be back next Thursday talking about my most requested topics. So make sure that to get notified that you are following me on Spotify, Apple podcast, or you can click the link in my Instagram bio. Talk to you soon. Yeah.